Welcome to Cadence in the Clouds podcast, where we share inspiration and best practices while on your purpose journey with host Karen St. Hilaire. Welcome back, good people. I am excited about this week's guest. I'm always excited about my guests, right? Yeah, but this one I've known since high school. We've been Starsky and Hutch, Bonnie and Clyde, Bonnie and Bonnie since high school, and we are still dear friends to this day. I respect her. I honor her. It is the one and only Mrs. Thomasina Boone. I cannot wait for you to hear from her. Okay, let's get into the show. This week, I have the most fantastic guest. I actually wanted her to be my first guest, but, you know, we all know that we have to work for purposeful alignment, and she is going to be the first guest in her birthday month, in the second month of us having guests on Cadence in the Cloud. I would like to introduce you to Thomasina Boone. Hello, Thomasina. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. Thank you for saying yes. I know that, you know, there's a massive time difference because you're in Australia and we're trying to make it work. So I thank you so much for just allowing yourself to chop in some time in your busy schedule to speak to us. So we have so much to cover. And the first thing I ask all my guests is, who are you? Who is Thomasina? Thomasina, better known as Tommy. Most people call me Tommy. I'm mm-hmm. from Harlem. Born and raised, uh, grew up for a hot second in Washington Heights, <laughs> which I absolutely adore. Uh, I think that gave me a good foundation in terms of salsa, uh, spices in life, and friendships. As we moved into Harlem, it gave me my foundation of true identity and the combination of faith and dedication. I think... Tommy and Thomasina, when I lived in America, may have been two different people. You know, Tommy was the people that you saw in person, like, hey, Tom, what's up? And Thomasina was a little bit more demure, how are you? (laughs) More refined. And since my jump here to Australia, I have merged those two into just one person. You can call me whatever, but you will still get a consistent person who's genuine. What you see is what you get. A person who walks in faith and in the light and dedicated to helping others. True model of being of service to people in my community. And then professionally, I have a passion and a love for all things in beauty. I would honestly say that I am a beauty connoisseur. I can spend hours in a beauty shop. Hours. That or gadgets. One (laughs) or the other. That's who I am. In addition to being a a mom, a a wife, sister, um, friend, all things women, all titles that women carry. (laughs) That's awesome. So, all things beauty, all things beauty. I have to tell you people, the first time I ever wore makeup, she played my face. (laughs) And I kept making faces, she was like, just just, just walk with it. So, we're going to get into the beauty (laughs) side of it. Um... So while you're saying that you love all things beauty, what do you love to do? Like, what's your, like, most intense passion that brings you so much joy when you do it that you have no problem doing it day in and day out? You know, that was a long journey to get to what I love to do because I I absolutely love quite a few things. I like to dabble. Um, But recently, I think in the process of opening up this shop, this retail shop, 
I recognize how much I love things in terms of beauty and products. And it's because I like the way I, the one thing Maya Angelou just stayed with me was people remember how you make them feel. And that is extremely important to me. And I know in terms of beauty, that is the one thing, regardless of economic background, what you have in your pocket, the way people react to beauty and beauty products, just a simple lotion and how it makes them feel, it really gives me joy. And knowing the, the product and the, and the ins and outs and what works for you, I, re- I can do this all day. If someone calls me asking me a hair question, I'm breaking it down to them as to why the hair is high porosity and what they need to use. Um, it is a joy that I didn't recognize I had because I like to do so many things. But working in this field and in this industry, love it. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so um, I'm going to tell you to go back. Try to think, you know, way back, Tommy Thomasina, Washington Heights. When did this passion for beauty start? Where do you remember? What's the first thought that you had that you know that you love this thing? And then translate it to, like, you know, how you got to the shop, opening a shop, a shop in Australia. Shop. I, I would say it's from my mom. Regardless of what, where we were, what we did, mommy was always, she can whip together something. Um, she was always trying out new lipsticks on me and like, oh, this shade works, trying to see if it works for her. So she didn't want to put it on herself, so she put it on me. She was very open about exploring, experimenting with makeup and fashion. She's, mommy is a designer. So it was always, we lived life in color. Um, and aesthetically, she always promoted things of beauty, whether it's appreciating the natural flowers that you see walking around um, on the street or making sure that you are beautiful from the inside out but making sure that you feel good. And she felt that sometimes products help you feel better. You know, if you don't feel like your skin is not as clear as it should be, well, then go get some either natural products or some products that will help you get you achieve what you would like. But you should definitely have an anchor of solid feeling good about yourself from the inside out. So it would be from Washington Heights. And, you know, when we were growing up, and I'm going to go to junior high school, and then go so far back, but just far enough. But junior high school, I remember wearing eyeliner and experimenting with hair and makeup and trying to figure out, oh, what does this look? How does this feel with my eye shape? How does this, uh, and then looking at my friends thinking, oh, you know what? Her eye shapes are like this, and, you know, this color will look good on her. So it was always a passion that I had, but nothing, it, because it came so easily to me, it was nothing that I ever threw my hand to. I actually took a detour. I did, I, I was a street vendor um, at one point, so plants on the street corner, you know, lends itself to nature. I, I was a camp counselor. Like, there were so many things that took me in opposite directions, but the one thing that I can honestly say that every job I had brings me back to, it is how, it is always a job of service because I love the the imprint that we leave on each other and how we make each other feel. For me, I am always, when you meet me, 100% don't want to be the bitterness in your cup. I don't want you to walk away with any of my bitterness that I may have had that day or any other days before. So what I give to you and anything that I do is, is, is light. 
I love that. You always use that ever since we've known each other since high school. You would always say that. I've never even been in this in your cup. And the level yeah. of consistency is just, it's, it's joy. It's light. It's light to whoever you deal with. Okay, so um, when you lived in New York, you were in beauty, and then you you took a step, of this huge step that to this day fascinates those of us who know you and, you know, have helped us have this level of respect for you and your faith that, you know, you're either with us or you're not. Like, tell us about that step that you took and how it has manifested in, you know, the biggest blessing that you can imagine. Oh, okay. So in New York, I started out, um, graduated from SUNY Oswego. My first job um, out of college was a job with the New York Hospital, and it was in the finance department, which then moved into auditing. And I knew for sure I didn't like those either one of those positions because it wasn't enough people-person kind of conversation. From there, I moved into advertising with a liberal magazine called The Nation. But again... It was a small position, um, not enough people-person kind of interaction. And from there, we went to Ebony Jet. And it was in that one that my director at the time said to me, you would do really well in beauty. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, like I know that's like the back of my hand, but I wouldn't have thought to move in that direction, in all honesty, because it's so easy. It's the one thing that I know, and it's easy. From there, we went to Hype Hair Magazine, which I developed my skill, and from there on to Essence. And by the time I got to Essence, I was advertising beauty director, and I absolutely loved my position. Um, my top client was L'Oreal, and just sitting there and having conversations with them about products and our – it was two things. One, I was talking beauty, and I was talking about myself. So Essence Magazine is a celebration of black women every day. Every day. <laughs> it was like a party. I absolutely loved my time there, and I loved my clients. And at one point, my husband wanted to – we had always talked about living abroad. Um, and he wanted to take an opportunity and move abroad. So I said, let's do it. We're a partner. Let's do it. And I actually put the career, my career, on hold. And we moved abroad. And when we came over to Australia, we had never visited Australia, didn't have any family here. Um, I didn't work. I went from being a full-time businesswoman with quite a few entrepreneurial um, ventures and uh, other things, just involved in so many things. And then moving to Australia and doing, being active, but not as the same kind of active I was at, in the States. And it was a complete close your eyes and jump, leap of faith. I was a housewife and I never stayed home because, you know, I wasn't <laughs> used to being at home. And I remember my friends would call me and be like, where you at? I'm like, oh, I'm here. I'm volunteering for National Council of Jewish Women. I'm over here with Aboriginals. Like, I'm, I'm out. Doing things. But the one thing that stayed with me is the service and doing something where I left an impression and left somebody walking out with a smile. That is really important to me. And which led me to a friend of mine had a business called Afropuffs. 
And after a few conversations where he told me, no, he wouldn't sell it to me, he finally did sell me his business. And that was about five years ago. And I took Afropuffs and Afropuffs.com, which was an online retail store for women with, which I thought was going to be some African-American women. But it turned out to be a safe haven for women with curly hair who wanted natural products to maintain their curls, who weren't being forced to go straight to blow dry or anything like that. Um, and I ended up getting Lebanese women, um, Jewish women, Italian women, Egyptian women, anybody with curly hair are now my clients, which brought me into a whole nother space to the point that I was running this out of my home and more and more I was getting people who were looking up the business and knocking on my front window saying, can we buy from your, from your house? So I started looking for space and finally, God bless us, after three, four years of looking for space, we finally got our own space that we will be opening up and that hopefully by the end of this week, opening our doors and welcoming everyone with curly hair. <laughs> and it's so, it's so, the story is so amazing because you leave your job as a businesswoman, as an executive in business. You go off and you start over. You're like a never stay at home housewife. Yes, I can, I can actually attest to the fact that she was never home. Um, <laughs> where are you? Okay, I'm here. Okay, I'm here. I'll call you back. I have a meeting. I'm doing this. You don't do anything. But you are cultivating the ground. You are building relationships. And now, you know, you're opening your doors to your brick and mortar in a different country, you know, a place where you have just not even reinvented, but just elevated the brand of Tommy, elevated the brand of Tommy and beauty and everything else. So, as far as purpose is concerned, because we always bring it back to being purposeful, um, what do you think this new chapter is when it comes to the purpose of you leaving your input in this world and what God wants you to do? That's a hard one. I believe it is con- to continue to, to be of service. I, I, that I'm... I've, I'm absolutely sure about. And in that service, it is the, the being, I think um, you constantly talking about, you know, um, the continuity of people and being consistent. And you, you said it, you know, as long as you've known me, I've always said, um, don't be that bitterness in someone else's cup. And making sure I give that to, to us. You know, right now, so many of us are hurting. And I don't think we understand how we give that hurt back in, in different ways. And being conscious and present um, each day of what's going on and how I might impact you. Not putting myself any higher than the person that you meet today, but making sure that I, in my service, with my products, um, and in my day-to-day, being of service. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so... The population, I remember Connie was working with the Aborigines. Connie worked with the Aborigines yeah. people. Then she worked yeah. with the kids. Then she worked yeah. with, you know. National you Council know, for so Jewish Women. In, in everyone that you can think of, she had left her input in their lives, on in their world in Australia. Let me ask you, what joy did that bring to you? Because I know personally how we're born, but... So people can understand, you don't have to be just on one track. There are so many aspects of our lives that we can basically put forth and be of service and be of goodwill to others. But what joy did you that, that bring to you and what impact did you leave 
with all of these groups and subsets as you were doing work with them? Um, I, look, because of some of this has come easy to me, it's sometimes harder to look back and say, this was that and this was this. But what I know for sure is that when I left most of these situations, I truly, truly enjoyed my time with them. The only one, um, there was one that I felt like I may have made an impact, but it's, it was so similar to the African-American experience at home where at times, you know, with AKA and our programs at home, you know you're making an impact. You know that you're moving forward, but the process is slow and, mm-hmm. and the problems are wide. And that sometimes can make you feel a little, de- not defeated, but things are not moving at the pace I would like them to. So mm-hmm. in that situation, I walked away feeling like there's so much more. Like I did something, but there's so much more to be done. There's so much more ground to cover. Um, but this was just a drop in the bucket. And that shouldn't be minimized, but because I have such big ideas about things sometimes, it does it does hurt to feel like, oh, there was so much more I could give. I gave a hundred and... Ninety-nine percent. I should have given, you know, two hundred and thirty percent. That's what I feel at mm-hmm, times with certain mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. But wow, you know, mm-hmm. like like you said, in that time of being a housewife. So you know, I went from working full time. I started working when I was twelve, and we moved here when I was thirty-seven. So from that time, twelve to thirty-seven, I had never not worked, never. And at 37, I completely stopped. And that was, at the time, at first, like, oh, I need a little break. But my break in my mind was six months. It turned out to be 10 years. And in that 10 years, like you said, Karen, I was cultivating. And I didn't know that I was cultivating because I was doing what came easy to me. And that was talking to people, making sure that I wasn't leaving bitterness in someone else's cup. So that I now look back, uh, when they brought the signs in, Last week, Friday, I almost started crying because in this process of 10 years, I remember thinking after I got this space, oh, my goodness, I don't have a a CV. My CV has a 10-year gap. Who's going to come? Who knows me? You know, if I was working, I would reach out to my colleagues and my friends and say, come out to the store. But, Kay, in all honesty, the 10 years I and all the people I've talked to, every one of them, and we're talking at least a thousand folk are like, Tommy, we'll be at the store. What day are you opening? What do you need? Mm-hmm. Because you helped me here. Wow. You were here for this. You volunteered for that. You gave me this. We're coming. We'll be there. And that was overwhelming. I had gone from being a corporate woman thinking that was my identity. That, that's who I was. If you had asked me then, I would have given you my resume to... A woman who stayed at home, uh, who was a mom full-time and didn't understand that role either, to now I'm a woman who don't want to leave bitterness in your cup. Full stop. Full stop. Period. As the kids would say. Period. I love it. kids would say. I love this story. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so with all the things that you do that you have done, um, but how do you calibrate? Because you do a lot. <laughs> you do a lot. And there has to be downtime. There has to be time when Thomas and Tommy and everyone else has to just say, I need to breathe. I need to make sure my settings are in the proper place. How do you take time for yourself to recalibrate? 
that's a, a process that I'm recalibrating my recalibration because I still don't give myself enough time. I recognize that. But it is in unplugging. So phones off or at a distance that I can't get to and answer and reply to something immediately on Sunday. Sunday is my recalibration day. It's the day that um, I'm doing my girl's hair. Uh, I have two girls, Emory and Talia. So Sunday is, is I'm going to church. We come home. We have a family meal or we go out to a family meal. And then I'm doing the girl's hair. And then I'm prepping lunch for the week. Because here in Australia, you don't have the their, what do you call it, cafeterias or called canteens. But anyway, every kid brings their lunch to school. So I got to make lunch. And so I'm sitting there doing the menu and thinking about and But this time, I'm not doing anything else. There is no business going on in my head. It is just my time with my family. And I do enjoy that. And even doing my girl's hair, I do enjoy that because in that time when I'm doing their hair, I'm having a conversation. We're talking about stuff. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just the me time. And then when that's done, when I put the kids to bed at night, then it's switched back on, back to work. That's, right. that's my recalibration right. and, and, and downtime. Other people go to the spa. I'm recalibrating. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm recalibrating the calibration. Oh, hey, so I recalibrated my recalibration. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to use that phone. What are you doing, Karen? I'm recalibrating my calibration, so I'll call you back. You know, um, I find that we have to learn to unplug. I just called someone this week and told them, you know, I think you should unplug. And I'm doing the same thing with myself because I find sometimes that we think it's a spa day. We think it's a... Uh, it's, you know, a meditative day, but sometimes it's just unplugging and allowing yourself to just be. So for you, it's being with Amantalia, it's being with E, and just you guys are just being a unit and conversing and being with each other, or just being, period. You know, there's no, yes. we always want to add these accoutrements, and yet we want to add sides and, and, you know, toppings, but sometimes you just have to be, and that can be recalibration. So I love that. Recalibrating yeah. your your calibration. And so so now the store is opening at the end of the week. You were doing online yeah. for five years. Um yeah. I know that you're totally excited. I'm excited. And like, you know, you have to do a live time to get so we can all follow it. But um where do you see it going? What do you think the next because one thing I know about you, once this pops off, something else is right around the corner. Where do you see everything going? Where do you see Tommy, the Tommy, the store, the business, everything in like the next two years? Ooh. Oh, so we're this is Sydney, our first opening. We will open another one probably on the north side of Sydney, and then doing one in Melbourne, and then another one possibly in Perth. So I want at least four stores, beauty places where people will come. So look, the space that we have, one side is retail, and the other side is the salon. And that salon feeling that mm. I happen to love from home is that community place. It's that thing that we call women and men. Where we go, men have the barbershop sometimes, you know. I don't think they go to the salon. They did anyway. But they would come and they would feel comfortable to have a conversation. We talk politics. We talk love. We talk, we it in. But you feel safe. You mm-hmm. feel comfortable. 
And and that uh, is all about how you, like I said, it's about making people feel comfortable, happy. You know, there's someone who have come to me about doing their children's hair who have curly hair. They're children of mixed race. And the women's hair, they're straight hair, and they don't know how to do their child and do their child's hair. And they're crying. I want them to come here, feel comfortable, that there's no judgment. We're here to help. What you need? Here, use this product. Sit here. Let's, let me show you what you need to do. All right. Come on back. I want those kind of safe havens. I want safe havens around Australia. And then, in addition to that, I would love to be flying and educators. Because, you know, I, I'm, I know my business, but there are people who, who know this better than me. Fly them in so that they have an, a voice here. I want Australia to feel closer than the distance that we actually are. We are, what, 16 hours ahead of you guys right now. I want y'all to feel like, you know, we're just on the West Coast. That is so perfect. Now, let me declare people. Um, to, how old is Amy now? Amy is 12? Emery, yes, she's 12. So, 13 years ago, time period, didn't have anybody here. I just want to let you know that. No. <laughs> no. No, ma'am. I didn't do my own hair. I was doing my own. We will go to the salon, and that's the thing. That's the, what I, I, I'm laughing as you're saying you want it to be a safe haven because we used to go to get our hair washed on Fridays, and at any given time, yes. all of us would go to the same salon. So if someone found something yes. better, it's like great migration. And we would sit, yes, catch up, talk, hobnob, whatever, and that is what I'm seeing, and I'm, I'm excited because I'm like, wow, I know how that feels, and I know how it felt because you're like, oh, wow, let's, let's catch up, let's do this. And so it's a great thing. It's a, it's a, I think it's going to be a great relationship for other mothers and their kids because they can come together, kids can be happy, like, oh, my God, my hair finally looks a great way, and a mom can be like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I finally learned something, you know, to then have recalibration time with my kids, you know? So I think you're yeah. totally excited. Yeah. Do you want to share anything else with us, like what you have coming up? I, I, right now I'm so laser-focused about getting a shop open and um, because, mm-hmm. you know, I've done a few things, uh, Kay, you know, in my life that I have absolutely no background in. I, I think being becoming a mother, you know, well, I have a wonderful mother, there are certain things, once you are a mother, there's nothing anybody can tell you. So doing hair to my girls was one of those, I have no idea. I have no idea what to do. <laughs> and I feel that way as well about this new shop. Like, what? I got to get a register? What I got to get? Um, so right now, I'm laser focused in getting it open, and I can't wait to share this space with you. Can't wait. Okay, so where can um, the people in the U.S. I have followers in Sweden, and I have followers. I follow them in Europe. <laughs> yes, because I'm looking at the the metrics, and I'm like, oh wow, we're international. So <laughs> I want you to tell everyone where they can find you, the store, and the information. So share with us your. Um, social media platforms, and website info, please. So you can follow the store on Curls. The store is called Curls and Natural Hair Beauty Place. Curls and Natural Hair Beauty Place. And so you can follow our website, up and coming. You're going to be excited about that when it does come out. Hair tutorials on there. But you can follow us on Instagram on CNH Beauty Place. C-N-H Beauty Place. That's on Instagram. And the same thing for Facebook. If you're in Sydney, we're right across the street um, from the airport on Botany Road. 
Come on over. All right. Also, I will definitely put the information in the notes section of the podcast so everyone can follow you and, and you know, like the pages. And, and, you know, if you are in Sydney and you're visiting Sydney, go to the shop. Say hi. Say you learned about it on the podcast. If you're from the U.S., when people used to go to Australia, so I'm seeing that, well, like the welcome committee, they'd have a bag for you. Seriously. They are the welcome committee. We're from Brooklyn, but hey, welcome to me. So I thank you so much for being here. <laughs> I'm so excited that you were on the show. Um I think this is a great conversation for a lot of people. You don't have to be moving to Sydney, Australia to take a leap of faith and understand that, you know, God's work in your life will be done. A and B, you have you have the ability to leave a massive imprint on the world if you just follow your path and do, you know, what you love to do. And for you, it's beauty. And now little girls are going to be beautiful and the mothers are going to be beautiful and help them become more beautiful. Because you're beautiful, Tommy. Thank you so much for being on the show. You know what? Kay, you're so right. Before you go, I know you're wrapping up. But thinking about I'm, this is a big leap of faith, and I moved across the country to the other side, of the other side of the world. But there are people who have relocated from New York to, you know, Dallas or whatever. And that is still huge. It is, it is almost like mm-hmm. moving around to the other side um, of the world only because Certain states are so different than us in New York. So what you said really resonates with me, and I hope with a lot of other people. Be consistent in, in doing your love and passion. Do take that moment to recalibrate. Do give you give yourself the time. You know, I gave myself ten years, <laughs> but do give yourself the time <laughs> to stop. <laughs> And don't be afraid to start over. Right, 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 right. But, okay, the, the interview is going to continue, but because, I mean, she was a, an agent for a book writer. <laughs> you know, there's a lot that you did in the 10 years that, again, was non-sequitur. It was way to the side of what the purpose and passion was. But in, when you look at the big picture, it was always in service to someone being greater and following yeah. their passion, right? So, yeah. There's a level of cons- when consistency and faith marry each other, then we, we find success. We find success because it's, it's the reciprocity from uh, the higher being that allows us to be great. Oh, my gosh, this was a fantastic conversation, and I know it's going to bless so many people. So I thank you, darling. I know it's 9 a.m. You have to get ready on Monday to do some yes. stuff in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Leave or send a message and share this podcast with your friends. Follow Karen on Twitter and Instagram at Karen St. Hilaire or visit www.karensthilaire.com.